Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by the unofficial director of morale of the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. We're talking weekly with people in and around the Chicago Cubs organization and Wrigley Field, players, fans, announcers, employees, bartenders, whoever it may be to get a pulse of what's going on around Wrigleyville. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you need any team apparel for your organization, sports team, reach out to them. They have the best athleisure hoodies and customized for your team. We love them here over at Morale Supply Co. And they handle all of our merch as well. So we trust them. Great designs, great product. If you're interested, you get 20% off your first order when you mention morale when you reach out. Go to www.clubhouseathletic.com. That's www.clubhouseathletic.com for great team wear. Elevate your team wear today. Now into the show. All right, go ahead. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. We got another episode we missed last week. Uh, traveling circumstances regardless thanks for being here uh catching up with the cubs more or less in a time where yeah getting swept over the weekend against the marlins is never ideal honestly i thought this was going to be a weekend that we could uh kind of take advantage of and and improve upon our already lofty run differential um i know the marlins are pretty good uh but it's always kind of sobering when um you go into an opposing stadium and get swept especially kind of how they did they were all close games uh but it's never fun but i'm kind of here to talk about things aren't that bad right now i think i think there's a lot of there's a lot of optimism here especially coming this week facing uh the nationals and then you go back with the marlins and then the big series with the cardinals who they have their own troubles we can talk about that later uh, but thanks for joining, Adam. How are you? Getting the video, getting the video clip set up. I'm great. Yeah, travel issues last week. I was out, so we missed like a great week of morale. That uh, yeah, last okay. week we were feeling good, but yeah. Having said that, we haven't really like, recapped. We don't need to go into too much detail of those old news stories now. But having said yeah. that, we're feeling like for getting swept this past week and still feeling good, it goes to show that we're in a much better spot than we have been in the past few years. Yeah. It's really hard for me to kind of get super frustrated about the Cubs losing, even though they're only one game over 500, the run differential thing uh, stands out to me the most. And it's not a perfect indicator, but it's a relatively good indicator that, you know, the team's doing well when you are at the top of the National League and run differential at top of the Major League Baseball in terms of run differential. Um, so that's always that's always good to see. And then if you look at just the projections in terms of the runs they've scored compared to the runs they've given up, their record should be much better uh, when you go through the, like, heavy uh, data and the predictive stats and things like that. So it's, it's really hard for me to feel – bad about where the Cubs are at. Um, and then just looking at the division, the Pirates, I'm, I'm not trusting at all that the Pirates are going to be leading this division come July, August, September. 
I know they're 13 games, I think, over 500. I know they're rolling right now, but it's the Pirates, man. Like, it's it's the Pirates. Um, actually, one of my really good friends is a Pirates fan. I got to actually text him. I'm going to do that after this to see what's going on with them. I just don't trust that they're going to be there. The Cardinals are horrible. Um, and uh, the Brewers are the Brewers, right? It's like th- that. I feel like at, in the end, the Brewers are going to be the team that uh, we need to show that, you know, we are the older brother. We, we own Wrigley North, and that will come as the season goes on. Um, but that's really where my focus is. On, that's really where my focus is right now, other than, you know, getting Christopher Morale and, and Matt Mervis up to the, the federal landmark. I, I, I'm, I, I, don't have a, I don't have many things to complain about right now with the Cubs. And, and for another team to bring in that's really irrelevant to the Cubs, but for any Chicago fan, it, it is relevant because they're in Chicago. Having the White Sox not far Oh, like just, just seeing that and like being like, okay, relative to us. I mean, they're really going through it right now. Like to the point where you feel Adam, bad, it hurts. Uh, well, Adam, Adam, I, you know, I, I don't want to tackle this now. I'd like to tackle this like maybe after the first series or the, the, the second series, whenever they play the White Sox, um, just kind of to recap, I, I honestly just want to do not necessarily a White Sox episode, but like we know all the chatter that went down from 2020 till I mean, it was really like what 2019 to 2020 when the White Sox started doing their whole rebuild and they start that you know they mm-hmm. got their guys, and that's when the golden era was fading out, right? And it was and Han saying, Wait till the parade or ask me after the parade, right. I, I don't want to get into that right now, A, because um, we haven't played the White Sox yet and it's it's not relevant to the Cubs. But B, um, you know, you can only talk so much about the White Sox because their fans are so soft. Um, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to leave that be right. But you are correct. Like having the White Sox be absolutely atrocious. And I was talking to my friends. I've been talking to them, you know extensively and I've actually been kind of been hyping up the White Sox more than they are like I'm like all right I think you guys still have a chance to come back knowing that they're bad I'm not I'll admit that they're bad but I still think they have a chance to come back and write the ship at the end of the day uh where they're all like no this is over this is done like this is a this is an absolute dumpster fire like White Sox fans have fully given up um which hey you know that that that's their choice but um and I'm not saying they're wrong uh, but I don't want to totally tackle that just yet. We will though. We will do a just one episode just on that. Yeah, I don't just think I don't think through. we need to tackle it in terms of like rubbing their face. It's more so just like wow. No, I'm not they're, trying to they're rub They're really it going through it. No, I'm not Yeah, but but I'm but I don't feel bad for them necessarily. Like I think they were just super naive to what they were getting into and getting into like Cause, Cause they've never been, they've never been to a spot. I know they've like spent money at times and they've had like big off seasons, like the Samarja off season and a few others. They can speak to it better than I can, but they've never had a time, at least in my memory, in my lifetime where the expectations were so high because of what they were building to that point. Right. And they had never lived through that. They had never watched games through that lens of being like, all right, the wind, the window is open now. 
we have to do something now. The pressure is on now. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, right. Uh, I mean, they're, they're going through it, but I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it. Fair enough. They, they played themselves. They played themselves. Fair enough. All right. Recap, just to close out opening statements, your tweet, like this is a week ago, but again, I think still touch on it. This is, you said, Cubs have scored the second most runs, given up the fewest runs, have the largest run differential in the National League. This isn't just a fluke, for, or, and they're not just luckily winning games. The Cubs are sneaky dominating this league. It would, Yeah, it would be different if the Cubs had like a negative run differential or, as, or like a plus five. I'd be like, ah, you know, we've been there before, right? Like we're snaking by winning one-run games. I think the Marlins, what? They're nine and zero now in one run games this year. Like, you know, fake it till you make it, right? Things like that. I don't feel that way with the Cubs, and I'm not saying the Cubs are the best team in the National League. I do think the Cubs. I do think the Cubs, when they have everyone here, they're the best team in this division. I I I believe that they we can win this division. We should win this division. After seeing it for a month, and like. I don't want to get into it fully yet, but Cody Bellinger, I mean, I tweeted out today, I'm giving him one more month until he's like full on like problem again. Um, And you look up and down the lineup, like besides Ian having a crazy Babbitt right now and, you know, maybe a few other guys that are kind of playing out of their mind. I mean, Nelson Velasquez is coming up and mashing every time he's at the plate, like you know, everyone has just been really solid, and I don't think they're 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 playing to their potential, but I don't think they're outplaying their potential or outplaying their talent. Say has been kind of underperforming of late, um, but like they're consistent, and I like the I like the uh, structure of the lineup. I love the fact that we only have a few guys that strike out a lot, right? Like wisdom, uh, Dansby, Ian. I feel like those are the guys you strike out the most say uh but it's not like i mean you know we love the guy but it's not like a schwarber like 28 percent wilson 28 percent hobby 32 percent like it, it's not like that chris bryant like back in the day when he first got up like the big strikeout numbers i just love the fact that there's more stability within the lineup there's more uh variety within the lineup and i just think it's a good mix that also has to do with the fact that cody bellinger again is like could be fully back like not striking out a lot he already has seven home runs playing awesome defense like did we really luck into something this awesome um that has a big big thing to do with it but i i just feel good about where the cubs are at and then the starting pitching has been great we got to figure out the bullpen. I'm still giving Jed the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm going to try to give David Ross the benefit of the doubt, um, even though some of his decisions have been questionable. But overall, like I started off, like they are bludgeoning teams. They are winning outright by big margins, which we haven't seen for a while. All right, we'll go into specific detail a little bit in those player rundowns. We have to start with Cody Bellinger, and you're saying he's me. Could be a One problem month. again. It could be a problem. One month. Could be a problem on both sides of it, though. What if What uh, if he oh, is MVP? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good question because um, I think we, I mean, let's be honest, right? If he if he's going to have a fantastic year, 
He's not coming back. <laughs> like, this is going to be a Carlos Rodon on the Giants situation. Um, he, you know, I mean, the only chance I think he'd come back if he's just like, I've been in the dumps. I, I've seen what it's like to not maybe, I'm not saying he wasn't comfortable as a uh, Los Angeles Dodger, but like, I know that things can turn really quickly. I feel comfortable here. Like, I've found my stride here. Like, I want to be here, kind of like what Ian did. You might need um, to be in the negotiation but, room to, to, to get him back yeah. and start pitching on that. But, but, but I also fully understand, like, Ian's ceiling, no offense to Ian, and Cody Bellinger's ceiling is totally different. Like, Cody Bellinger are, has already won an MVP. He's 27 or 28, like, Again, if he keeps this up for another month, he's going to be in – he's already, you could say right now, in an MVP conversation, even though it's really early. Um, you could and, – and you could easily make the argument if uh, June 1st rolls around and he's still playing like this, like he's at the top of the list for an MVP, and that would be number two, right? So, um, yeah, and I – you know, he, he kind of went to the highest bidder more or less this year with the Cubs, even though it's the one year, $18 million deal. So I, you're right. Like it could be a problem, but at the same time, PCA is playing great at double a, like, I, I'm not saying it's just easy to just switch that guy out, but this is part of the business. And I won't do the whole song and dance. Like I did with the core of like, not re-signing him, you know, the, like we've talked about in the past, Fully realizing that, you know, if if Cody plays like this, it's more or less out of our hands. Unless I'm in the negotiating room. Like, that that's just how I see it. And I think Bellinger's a Boris client, right? I don't know. Probably. You, uh, you wouldn't know that. Off. No offense, you wouldn't know that off the top of your head anyways. I don't know, Fred. <laughs> Come on, no offense. You can't take offense to that. I don't know off the top of my head. I think he is, but I'm not sure. I don't I don't know what to do with that though. It's just weird because you get so pumped for him. He's like he found his drive back in yeah, Chicago. Right. And so I'm just gonna enjoy it while it's here and ride his tail and and you know what? If he if he is fully back in Chicago and then leaves somewhere else, is he cut for life? Well, I mean, oh he's yeah, of course. Cup for life, yeah. I mean, I mean the fact that he's, I mean, Adam, if we're honest. Like, you can pull up the numbers right now. I think Cody hit like twelve home runs last year. He hit seven in a month. Like, I mean, I called Jock a Cup for life, and he didn't even play well for us. He was he was around for like two months. Like, yeah, he's he's for sure. I mean, the fact that he's provided this month of hope. Not only for his own play, but for the team, yes, like guaranteed automatic cup for life. Yeah, we'll see. I, I hope he keep. I hope he keeps it up. And the last thing about it is, I do worry that I, I hope the Cubs don't fall into the model of like being this like mercenary, like rehab. You know, rehab using quotes to like rehab people's swings and you know talents that have uh been lost over the years that becomes a sketchy game even though i know you you kind of need to play your hand uh in the market there but um 
We'll see. We'll see. He very well could like he's had really good months like this in the past and then fallen apart. He doesn't necessarily end the season very well historically. If you look at his numbers, like he kind of struggles at the end of the year. Uh, so it very well could not happen. It could not happen. But I'm like I said, one month if he keeps it going, if he's hit you know 13, 14 homers and he his weighted runs created plus is 150, 160, like. He's back, like he just is. And everybody loves a comeback story, so it, it would really. This is all morale if he yeah. if he is back. All right, we'll keep moving through. Uh, Nelson Velasquez. You know, Adam, I want to I, I want to say one thing though, and I I don't mean to I don't mean to cut you off or change the topic, but you and I talked about this last week, and it does kind of bother me because I feel like there should be more hype for Bellinger right now than there is. And I you think nationwide or, or Cubs focus. No, at, at, at the federal lamb. I, you know, when I looked last week, we were 12th in attendance and I just, there, there's something missing. There's something missing right now. I don't know what it is. We're not getting fans out to the ballpark. Maybe you can say the weather it's 40 degrees and raining right now. It, it just doesn't feel like there's that extra umph. I just felt like with the Cubs, even though they're only one game over 500, we've played well enough to like garner respect, obviously nationally, but like respect of actually being able to make the playoffs. Uh, the type of respect that I wasn't sure we were ever going to get this year, and we saw that within month one. I just don't feel like there, there's something holding – fans back right now in terms of believing getting to the park something's going on that i can't put my puppies. thumb on we're wounded puppies i you might be right you might be right i know you've accused me of being that and i i understand your point there there's something off and i i want to hear from cubs fans of, of where that's at i i because like yeah sure you go to the game and you know the bleachers are packed but the federal landmark's not selling out like it should and I just feel like there's more juice to this team and there's just more excitement than what is being shown right now. Like social stuff is still good, but like it's not it's not at peak height, like all in, ready to go, we're back. Um, which I'm surprised it's not at. Cause I can make the argument like, yeah, the Cubs are back, the Cubs are for real. I don't see them necessarily fading off, you know, and totally dwindling the rest of the year. I think the Cubs are like here to stay for 2023 and obviously beyond because we know the young talent. I mean, you talk about the triple a Cubs right now, the Iowa Cubs. Every time, I mean, every time a, a highlight comes on my Twitter screen, it's 17, zero. I mean, it's 17, zero. Every time they're scoring 20 runs a game. And again, like I get it. It's, you know, triple a baseball, but like Mervis morale, morale, Brennan Davis had a huge week. You know, like, these guys are just mashing right now. And, um, I mean, they're obviously going to come up eventually. Mervis might be here in September by the way Jed's acting. But, like, still, you know, if the Cubs are back now, I think it's only better in the future realizing, as I talked about earlier, it is still hard to win. You can't always bank on these prospects. But I feel a lot better about some of the Cubs prospects, specifically Matt Mervis, then, you know, Luis Robert, who's, you know, running backwards, you know, up the first baseline to start the game and doesn't tell anyone about his hamstring injuries. But, Adam, that's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. 
Anything else you want to get out about the attendance? It just is kind of troubling. I, I you know, and I don't. It, I, not, I, this is not from like for, the vibe. Like the atmosphere it, is there for the people that are there, and the bleachers are undefeated always. But I think it's the surrounding. Yeah. I agree with you. You see the seats are empty in the surrounding spots, and the people that are there. It's always a fun time. The videos are great and electric. People are locked in, but. We're not feeling it. That's we had saying. the big game. The, the Nelson Velasquez game was big, right? That we I mean, that was a that was a weekend. That. that was a weekend Saturday, right? Oh, that was a day. That was a day game. That was a night game. That was like on a Tuesday, and that was the day after the Nico walk off. Remember, right, right? Um, that I felt like was the peak of this year so far. I just don't. The juice just hasn't been there at the Federal Landmark this year. Like. The bleachers look great. I just not, I'm not seeing what I thought I would be seeing. It's just me. I don't know. All right, we'll keep moving through. Uh, next in, we haven't talked about this because again, the uh, timing. And we yeah. got to go in here. What an ending to this outing from Drew Smiley. Oh, was this last week? <laughs> yeah, it was last. Well, maybe like a week and a half ago. Hey, I, oh, you know what, Adam? I got to say about Drew Smiley is I kind of called him out, whatever it was, three weeks ago because he had a terrible first outing. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, you know, he had a good year. He had a kind of pretty good year um, in 2022. I kind of felt like some people were overvaluing him. I, You know, I – and I have I have lofty ex- I, I said it from the beginning I have lofty expectations for this year I, I really do it's why I want Matt Mervis here right now it's why I think we gotta absolutely grasp to whatever energy we have uh, with this team to propel us into the summer and obviously into the fall um, and I'm proud for how Smiley's uh, come back he's pitched great I mean he just has um, he's been really solid this year. Sure, yeah, the perfect game, you know, Jan Gomes jumping on him, like, not ideal. But you know what, man? He's just been solid. And uh, the fact that Hayden Wisniewski's been our worst starter, which I honestly kind of thought he'd be our best, um, is uh, a good sign because that means the rest of the guys have kind of, you know, handled their business. Caleb Killing was absolutely – he's been horrific. I mean, uh, no offense to the guy. You're talking about someone talking about myself who really overcooked that ham, um, really hyping him up. He's been horrible. Um, no offense, but maybe I got to do the same thing. I need a little bit more tough love on some of these pitchers, but he's been, God, man, he's been bad. Um, just looks like absolutely lost out there every time he gets to the big leagues, which is not great. Uh, I don't people. know how we got on that, but I'm happy. I'm happy Drew Smiley's doing his job. And he's doing his job well. Well, that's big of you to pull a receipt on yourself because you, you were very hard on yeah. him. Uh, a couple more people I just want to get your takes on because we've been celebrating them, but we don't really comment too much on them. But what's your thoughts on Nelson Velasquez? Thoughts on Nelson Velasquez. You know what? Like, talk about overcooking the ham. I, Adam, we talk about this a lot. Like, because I am a naturally optimistic person and I, you know, I, I try to see the best in these players. I also over the years have realized that like, 
it falls on deaf ears when, you know, I'm hyping up every single guy and I, I want to have some, you know, honesty in what I do, even though I am, I am hyping guys up. Um, he's just like a guy that I feel like has in a way been lost in the system. And he's like this like fringe player, but every time he comes up, he just mashes and he takes like these three minute home run jogs and like, I don't really know where he fits on this team. Like, honestly, he's probably trade bait. Um, but you know what? He just comes up as, and, and does his job, and, and good for him. We, we got a lot of players. That's that's another reason why I don't feel that bad about the Cubs. We got so many guys contributing right now. Um, and, like, he's just he just hits, man. Like, I, I don't think he's, like – the second coming of the of a great player, but he just looks like a guy that is is taking advantage of every single opportunity. You know, I know we kind of struggled last year, but we're riding the hot hand right now. And, and every time he comes in, he does something impactful. It seems like he plays a relatively good outfield. And, you know, I can't really complain about the guy. He's, he's, he's had huge knocks and uh, hopefully he can keep it going. I just don't see where he fits on this team because – Eventually, you need to get a lot of these guys at bats, and he's not necessarily like a platoon batter. The Cubs really don't have that many players to really platoon. Um, but overall, man, good for him. Uh, I do see him getting traded, though, down the line. Like, I think the rubber meets the road. Like, I know people are going to think I'm crazy. Christopher Morale, Morale, I see him being a trade bait down the line. Um, uh Velasquez, like there, there, are, there are a number of guys that that we're gonna start seeing this process go over again, uh, like we did 2016, 2017 when we're we were really trying to compete because you really do need that that veteran, that impact player, you know, in a given moment during a season. And and luckily for the Cubs, they have a ton of depth, organizational depth. We know they don't have necessarily superstars, but they have a ton of depth that that they can rely on when they need to get that big player. Uh, come the July deadline. Uh, last thing in the minors, because we're, I know you're ready to drive anywhere. Right now. Garden. I yeah. have like a hard, like four minutes, four minutes. Yeah. All right. Then we're jumping to t- Twitter highlights for a quick second. Um, I know you're ragging on the, the Wrigley not being as packed as, as you'd hope it be, but how yeah. about, um, the people that are there, I think they know they're starting to get that this is how we win again. And there's just the people oh, are there. That. They're showing I absolutely out. Love that. I absolutely love that. Um, well, I mean, you're right, Adam. Like, th- I think that's the thing. It's like there's some juice that's there, but I feel like there could be more. I love people dressing up in the in the Cubs, uh, in in the Cubs, uh, whatever. Uh, what is that? Costume. Bear costume. costume. Cub, cub, bear costume. I love that. That, that should become a thing. Um, we got hard hats. People are, uh, you know, the beer bats, Adam, the beer bats have been a hit this year. They've been a hit. Well, I think as soon as they announce that, they just work. And and we're not so relying on the cups, cup snakes this year, which I'm happy about. Um, we're not, you know, so – it doesn't seem like the bleachers are as – 
rambunctious out there, right? It seems like people are a little bit more focused and the beer bats lead to that. Obviously, they lead to people being locked in in terms of getting their own reps in before, during, and after a big game, uh, making sure they're ready, you know, throughout the nine innings whenever they could potentially be called upon to get a knock for the team. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I, I do. I, I love what I've seen. Uh, the bear costume is fantastic. A bear costume, a hard hat, and a beer bat is just – is special and I agree man I think people are I think that's why I'm er, that's why I want more because I feel like the there's more in the federal landmark right now and there's some people that are giving their all and I'm not calling out anybody I realize it's tough I realize the tickets are expensive I just I there's more to give to this season uh because there there are other individuals that are showing up and just been dialed in trying to get these trying to get this team you know, a win on any given day, because again, wearing the bear costume, the hard hat, you know, taking BP on Waveland, that that's how we win again. That's absolutely how we win again. All right. The last thing I was gonna talk about for Twitter highlights, don't have to go too much into it, but the Marlins doing Bartman appreciation weekend. Tough part is then they swept us. So <laughs> they really handed us one. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, they did. That was tough. Um, they 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 kind of canceled it uh, when they announced it. Announcing Still, it is it? Like, it doesn't matter if you cancel it. You announced it, so I know you announced it. There's something about the Marlins. I just don't. There's something that I just don't respect about them. Honestly, I hate that. I think it goes back to like the jersey change. I hate their uniforms. I love their old uniforms, even though those are the uniforms that the Marlins were wearing when they beat the Cubs in, in 03. Um, I hate their ballpark. Like it, it's, just, it's like a clown organ. It's a clown organization. Speaking of all the clown organizations in our division uh, and getting swept by them stinks. I mean, they handed it to us. I mean, I don't I mean, to, to go on Bartman, man, that guy's been through, that guy's been through hell. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame that they did that. All right, well, we'll go into Olive Garden and take it out. Uh, before we do, Got as as you mentioned, oh, sorry. as you mentioned, Wrigley Field's been empty, so I'll start doing Ticket of the Week. Ticket of the Week, I'm going to say, is going to be on Friday for this week. We have the Marlins again. The Suns going to be coming out. It's a little bit warmer. Obviously, yeah. 120 game yeah. a little bit cheaper. So if you're going to a game, look at Friday. Saturday's a bobblehead game, so very similar. It's going to get a little bit warmer. Rematch against the Marlins. Get out to Wrigley Field. All right. Yeah, yeah. All get back on the – and then, Adam, it's the Cardinals, right? And then we go to the Cardinals. Yep. Uh, so a big, big uh, stretch of games coming up. Hopefully we handle the Nationals. Um, in terms of Olive Garden, it's got to be Cody Bellinger. Talked about him enough. Seven homers in the month. Um, been our best player. Like, truly, he has legitimized this run, and he's been absolutely fantastic. He's looked like an MVP. Again, I'm giving him one month until he's officially a problem. Right now, he could potentially be a problem. That's just, uh, again, that's just my insurance that I don't, you know, cook this thing too much. Uh, you know, don't jump to too many conclusions right off the bat, but he's looked absolutely fantastic. I don't want to say he looks like the old Cody Bellinger, but there's something about him hitting a home run to right field. He just, the, the swing just, it's so athletic, and it, it's that two-hand finish, and he kind of just, like, notches it right over his uh, right shoulder. It's just, like, 
It's a special swing, man. I've been talking about it all offseason ever since they signed him. Spring training, he just has an extra set of juice. Uh, it has to be the cachet from winning a, from winning an MVP because he, you know, his uh, his homers, his big plays just hit different. And um, I'm happy that he's a Cub. I'm happy that he's playing well. He'd probably want to go, uh, you know, up the street to his uh, whatever local dispensary before we go to Olive Garden. That's fine if he wants to. But, um, you know, I, I'd love to love to enjoy 50 sticks with him, and hopefully he, he, he hits 50 tanks this year. His first career Olive Garden appearance. All right, where's his meter at right now? He's Where? definitely never – Adam, he's de- – well, actually, no, he's from Arizona. I was going to say, he's probably never been <laughs> to an Olive Garden. But then I was like, no, he's from Arizona. He probably has. All right, where is he in the problem meter? Finish it out. Uh, I love the problem meter. Uh, right now, he is he's 50%. All right. I'm going to say 50%. Because a lot can happen 50%. in a month. That's like, you know, 25 games, 26 games. A lot can happen in a month. Then you're in June. You're after Memorial Day. Now you're, like, into the summer. You know, like, you're in the thick of it. If he does this for another month, he's full-on problem down to, you know, the red area. Uh, him holding the MVP. So, yeah, absolutely. 50%. That's all I got. I got to go. All right. I'll talk to you later. No. You got to be fucking fucking me. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, fuck me in the 